Hello, and welcome all to our Asian American Studies podcast. In this episode, we will explore topics covering aspects of Asian American identity and entrepreneurship. I am one of your hosts, Jackie Sui, a first-year student at Lawrence University majoring in computer science. Joining me today are my fellow hosts, Olivia and Owen. Hello, my name is Olivia Bond, a second-year student at Lawrence University majoring in creative writing. My name is Owen Almy, a fourth-year student at Lawrence University majoring in theater. Today we have an incredibly special guest, Dr. Linnea Ng. Uh, Dr. Ng is a, pro- is a professor of organizational psychology and collaboration and an assistant professor of psychology at Lawrence University. Welcome, Dr. Ng. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Ng. Our ethnic studies course touches on the histories and experiences of Asian American identity and topics such as family and community, labor, and migration. More specifically, we have also discussed subjects relating to a sense of belonging in a community, significance of names in our society, and entrepreneurship. Dr. Ng is here today to discuss some of these topics with us and share some experiences. Okay, let's dive into these questions. <clears throat> one, of our, one of the readings we discussed in class, America Say My Name by Viet Nguyen, discusses his experiences having a Vietnamese name in the United States. Wynn considers his using an Americanized version of his name, but decides to stick to his original name. You have an interesting name. Can you tell us a bit more about its origin? Sure. So this question is interesting to me uh, because, so my first name is Linnea, my middle name is Claire, and my last name is Ng. And so referring to being interesting, you could be referring to any part of that, I guess. Um, So my last name, Ng, is Chinese. My dad is Chinese-American. Um, and even my pronunciation is likely very much Americanized. So I don't speak any dialect of Chinese. Yeah. Um, and then my first name, Linnea, um, people often think is something um, Chinese or sometimes I'll guess Hawaiian. It's not. It's Swedish. Yeah. And so um, my mom from many generations ago, her family is from Sweden. And so she looked through names. They liked the, uh, the Swedish first name. And that's how we landed where we are. So my first name is Swedish, last name Chinese, and then my middle name is for um, uh, a relative. I can kind of relate to that in a way. Uh, my, my first name is Jack, and my last name is Yasui, which is Japanese, and my first name is uh, Jack, of course, which is like European. I don't know, like the exact origins. Um, and I'm named after like one of my great-grandparents. Um, but I also have like, you know, an Asian parent and uh, I have, my dad's Japanese, my mom's like a mix of something European, I think. So I can heavily relate to that. Awesome. Our next question. Dr. Eng, you are a professor of organizational psychology and collaboration as well as an assistant, of psycholo- assistant professor of psychology at Lawrence. Can you talk about your field of study? How did you become interested in it? Sure, so I identify as an industrial organizational psychologist. And really what that means is any type of content or topic in psychology in the context of work. That's how I think about it. Um, So a lot of what I study is related to thinking about identity and different experiences that people have in workplaces um, and how their identity impacts that, as well as thinking about how we create more kind of equitable organizations. Um, And so I became really interested in the topics I study I would say back when I was around y'all's kind of developmental stage. So when I was in undergrad, I really started thinking about these different facets of my own identity and the identities of those around me. Um, and that really inspired me to start thinking about, okay, how, how do our perceptions of others and others' perceptions of us really influence how we navigate the world? 
And that's a lot of what I think about in my research through the lens of thinking of organizations and people's experiences in organizations. Interesting. Hmm. That's really cool. Uh, on the subject of your field of study, uh, could you talk a little bit about your education? Uh, where'd you go to, where did you go to college and uh, well, I guess what was your highest level of education? Yeah, so I went to an institution that's very similar to Lawrence in many ways. So I went to Davidson College in North Carolina. So it's a small liberal arts school. Um, and I studied psychology in undergrad as well as ethnic studies. So I remember taking um, Asian American studies when I was an undergrad. And so it's fun to do this with you all now. Um, and yeah, so I did that for undergrad. And then uh, I went on to pursue graduate degrees. So I have a master's and a PhD in psychological sciences, specifically in industrial organizational psychology. Nice. Um, can you tell us about your career tra trajectory and how you ended up at Lawrence? Sure. So after um, I completed my undergraduate degree, I actually came to Wisconsin to work, funnily enough. So I'm from the Midwest, just outside of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And um, so I came to Wisconsin. I worked as a project manager at um, a software company, so something pretty different. And so I wanted to get some work experience under my belt. I was pretty sure I was interested in these topics that I mentioned related to my research, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And so I thought it would be good to try something in like a larger corporate environment. And I think that was a really, really valuable experience to understanding what at least one example of a workplace looks like and to really making real and tangible some of the topics that I think about in IO psychology. And so from there, I decided I wasn't really passionate about project management in a software company. Uh, I was still really passionate about thinking about how to create more equitable experiences for workers and thinking about identity in the context of work. And so from there, I went on to pursue graduate studies along those topics and then was really confident that I wanted to teach at a liberal arts institution where it was really interdisciplinary in nature and I got to work a lot with undergraduate students. And so I was lucky enough to land here at Lawrence from graduate school. Hmm, nice, interesting. Um, so referencing our class in one of the readings we discussed, um, the author brings up the concept of being characterized as Korean in America and American in Korea, which makes the author feel lack of sense of belonging. Um, does the kind of work you do in psychology address the issues of belonging in groups? Yeah, so certainly these are topics of interest. So again, like I had said before, our psychology is anything in the context of work. Um, so certainly we care about belonging in the context of workplaces. So this is definitely a topic that's come up as we thought about how models of work shift to um, more remote or mixed models. Uh, so if people aren't engaging in person in the workplace, what does it mean to belong or have social connection? Um, and those are questions I think we're still exploring and trying to understand. Um, we know that in workplaces, people have benefits of having friendships and high quality friendships and feeling a greater sense of commitment to their organization um, and being more likely to stay at their organization and their overall well-being and quality of life is improved um, because we do acknowledge that belonging is one of the fundamental needs that people have. And so absolutely it is something that we study both in organizational psychology and then just thinking about um, groups and intergroup relations in general as well. Nice. Um, another, another topic we discussed in class is why entrepreneurship is important to Asian American communities. In one of the articles we read, the author discussed how Asian Americans 
Asian Americans started their own businesses because of the discrimination they faced trying to find employment in established business. Excuse me, established businesses. In your work, have you come across issues that minorities face in the workforce? Yes, absolutely. And so I, as I said, I study part of what I study is identity and how identity influences people's experiences. So that's people both both of minoritized and majority identities. Um, those are certainly things that I study actively and encounter. Uh, and certainly we can think about, y'all had mentioned, of course, you're studying um, folks with Asian American identities, and there's certainly research related to that um, in particular. So one thing that comes to mind is thinking of instances that people might refer to as like the bamboo ceiling. So you might have heard of the glass ceiling that people refer to um, for women in terms of ascending like a corporate ladder or a workplace ladder. Um, so people use kind of an analogous term of bamboo ceiling for folks who are Asian or Asian American. Um, some of that's related to thinking about um, how we have prototypes of ideal workers or ideal leaders. Um, so we often think of leaders as being really assertive, really dominant, really agentic. And those things often mismatch with our stereotypes about what Asian Americans are like. So Asian Americans having stereotypes of being um, submissive, passive, maybe really competent in skill, but lacking certain management um, skills, like interpersonal skills. And so certainly those types of stereotypes, when they mismatch with our prototypes for certain roles, impact people's experiences, whether they advantage or disadvantage them depends on the match versus um, the mismatch. Yeah. Awesome, that's really interesting. Uh, while on the topic of uh, entrepreneurship, uh, we know that there's a new business and entrepreneurship major coming to Lawrence. Uh, could you maybe discuss this new business major and um, your role in teaching it? So yeah, so I've been involved in a committee that's been working on the new business and entrepreneurship major, and it's exciting to know that it will begin next year, so in fall 2023, that would be. And so I've been working with this interdisciplinary groups of folks. So we have people from, I hope I don't miss anything, from religion, from government, from econ, from the conservatory. So it really is a pretty broad representation of campus. And so I've been involved in trying to conceptualize what are the goals of this major and how do we see it fitting into a liberal arts education, drawing on all our different experiences. And I've been working um, with a couple different faculty members on developing our business and society, which will be our introductory course. And so they are thinking about how do we think from a variety of perspectives. So a narrative perspective, one that might be more quantitative in nature. So looking at numbers and statistics, um, certainly I'll be infusing kind of the psychological perspective in there um, and thinking about what are the kind of critical questions that we want to be asking and encouraging students to generate around businesses. That's kind of how we've been approaching it. So I felt really lucky that I've gotten to work with folks on developing that curriculum. Um, and then certainly some of my classes, so industrial organizational psychology, as well as um, an organizational psychology lab will also contribute to the major. Interesting. Oh, that's really cool how broad the committee is for developing that. Yeah, um, and I, I will just add one thing. So I know <laughs> for our business and society class, one thing that's particularly relevant to what we've been discussing and what I study is thinking about um, how do organizations consider people? So I'm a psychologist, so how do we consider people and well-being of people within organizations. That's one of the things that 
um, I'm excited to dig more to more into in the curriculum. Awesome. Um, following that, are you able to discuss any projects that you are currently also working on or plan to study in the future? Yeah. So uh, as an IO psychologist, we often think of ourselves as scientist practitioners. That means on the one hand, I am a researcher. And so I do things like experiments and lab science. I don't have beakers or pipettes or anything, but lab and that's a controlled environment. And then uh, a practitioner, meaning I also seek to actively work and collaborate with organizations and what they're doing. And because I study behavior at work, and I want to see that in practice and understand what are the issues that organizations have and how can I try to work with them to improve what's actively happening. Um, so that's relevant to some of the different projects I have going on. So on the one hand, the more research end of things, one kind of line of work that I'm doing is thinking about how do people conceptualize the role of what I'll broadly label as diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations. So certainly people have a variety of attitudes toward um, different types of interventions or programs that organizations have. And I want to understand what those varieties, what that variety of perspectives looks like um, toward the goal of understanding what types of interventions might organizations engage in that would be the most effective. So that might be something like a training, that might be something um, like the way that we structure feedback or performance evaluation, um, or that might look like something different. So that might look like um, kind of social support groups. And so that's a very broad line of questioning that I'm pursuing on the research side of things. Uh, and then on the practitioner side of things, I'm really excited that I'm starting to get involved with some organizations in Appleton and people who are doing really good work. And so right now I'm lucky enough to collaborate with some folks who are working on creating spaces for forming social connections. You all mentioned belonging. So their goal is trying to create a non-clinical, so they aren't clinical professional psychologists, but kind of a peer-to-peer -peer model of enabling social connection and emotional support between community members. And so I'm working with them thinking along the lines of, okay, what, how do we measure what's going on? That's part of my role as an organizational psychologist kind of getting the measurement um, and observable behaviors down. So measuring what is the good stuff that they're doing and how do we explain it from a psychological perspective and think about um, the work they're doing as an organizational intervention for bettering people's well-being. Uh, so yeah, I would say those are the two broad categories of the work that I'm doing right now. That's okay. really cool. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, that finishes our questions. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Dr. Ng. We really appreciated your time and participation in this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Great, thanks. Yeah. All right, that was Dr. Linnea Ng. Um, there were a lot of really interesting things that she talked about um, that I think are really good for our discussion that we can also correlate to things that we learned in class. Those um, are quite a few. What are, what are some of the things that we picked out? I, I think a bit more off topic. Uh, about the edu educational side of things, like her going to school at uh, Davidson in North Carolina, being from the Midwest, and going a long way from home to you know a school so far away from home, uh, I can relate to you know coming all the way from California to Lawrence, as that's you know a, a decent journey away from home. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting and relatable on uh, you know a great level.
Yeah, I think also the topic of belonging that we have discussed in class a lot about identity was also really interesting in correlation to IO psychology that she studies. Um, I know it was brought up in a lot of our questions, but I think it's also really important to talk about belonging um, specifically when it comes to your identity. Yeah, because like that definitely like have a lot of effects on like a whole lot of things. Like if you don't feel like you belong, like that obviously like working in a place where you feel like you don't belong would be more stressful, which trying to make more, uh, I think, better and more equitable workplaces, as she put it, mainly just more equitable part, but um, I feel like that kind of ties into what she was talking about. Yeah, on the topic of workplaces too, um, I liked how she brought up the bamboo ceiling. Um, I know I've discussed in the past the glass ceiling in the workplace and how she mentioned climbing a ladder in terms of being um, a woman in a workplace and I thought um, the subject of the bamboo ceiling as well for Asian Asian Americans in the workforce as well was a really interesting analogy yeah definitely definitely um I think that another like topic that she brought up uh, which was like about her name and uh, most people correlating her name uh, Linnea to like a Hawaiian name or some other you know Asian descent of a name uh, was interesting um, I feel like you know certain names like certain european names are often correlated with uh asian americans like i can think of names like like bruce or ryan that have often been like used for asian americans like boys specifically uh that have kind of like stuck to that kind of group i don't know like what directly that comes from but i thought that was interesting do you think like there's maybe any like uh, significant figures in like media that may have had like an impact on that like well, you know, you, you could think about, you know, Bruce Lee. Oh, uh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting mm -hmm. and uh, worthwhile to bring up. Yeah. Um, another aspect um, was the change from project manager from a software company to a professor of IO psychology. Um, I liked how she could relate about how she studied psychology and ethnic studies in undergrad, yeah. which she brought up, um, as well as her journey from discovering how project management wasn't necessarily for her, and having that experience also help, is helping garner a new business and entrepreneurship major at Lawrence, which is really cool. Well, that was it. Thank you so much for listening to our episode in the Asian American Studies podcast. Uh, once again, very special thank you to our good friend, Dr. Linnea Ng. Your insight was very appreciated. Contributed a lot to this episode. Thank you so much for listening. The sources we used in this podcast were America Say My Name by Viet Thanh Nguyen. We also used Becoming Asian American by Robert Chang. And the last source we used was Entrepreneur by Pawan Dingra.